The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. How are you feeling today? Are you feeling alive and energetic? or lethargic and weak. Listen to your heart. Welcome to the Healing Whisper, a return to peace. Your host for the hour is Dr. Marianne Chase. When we fail to understand and work on the root cause of our stress and illness, we seem to be in a never-ending spiral of poor health and low energy. It's time to re-harness that potential in order to live a better life. Now here's Dr. Marianne. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. I am so glad you could join me. This is Dr. Marianne, and I am talking about PTSD today, but not just the ordinary, well, if you want to call it ordinary, PTSD that we are familiar with when it comes to military personnel but really the PTSD that we all have, and in particular, small children and infants. So, it's, it's kind of a scary thing to talk about, PTSD. And before I get into that, I, I need to go over this little disclaimer that the this show this information today is really strictly educational and informational only it is not intended to treat diagnose heal or cure anything and everything contained in this show is strictly the opinion of me Dr. Marianne Chase please always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any concerns that you may have PTSD. Now, what exactly is it? It stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And we think of it, we tend to think of it as these individuals, these veterans, these military, active duty military personnel that have these flashbacks of horrible war memories and they their personalities are changed they behave not socially acceptable oftentimes they will even um, murder individuals innocently as a result of the PTSD today that is not the type of PTSD that I'm talking about. I'm talking about just, as it were, mild PTSD. But it is still the type of stress that will cause us to not behave, shall we say, in a socially acceptable manner, or in the case of small children and infants that I am speaking about today, it will cause them 
to act out. So exactly how would I define PTSD? Well, I looked at the Wikipedia definition of PTSD, and it's a person that has been exposed to one or more traumatic events and or threats of imminent death. And the traumatic events were listed as sexual assault, warfare, serious injury, intense fear, helplessness, or horror. And that's, that's a great definition. However, the way I define PTSD, especially in just us everyday people that have not fought in war battles or have not experienced horrors in our own lives, we do experience post-traumatic stress and the trauma that we experience doesn't necessarily have to be what society considers trauma. And the reason I can say that is because in my work with the healing codes, what one person experiences as trauma is not always traumatic to another person. And one of the favorite examples that we use within the healing codes is what we call a popsicle memory. And you've, if you've been following me on this show, you've heard this popsicle memory. It is the story of a little girl, four, maybe five years old, who wanted a popsicle after lunch. However, her mother told her if she did not eat her lunch, she would not get the popsicle, which is a perfectly logical thing for us as adults or even older children. They understand that logic. However, this little girl just did not, simply did not understand the logic. And when her sister, who ate her lunch, got the popsicle, but the little girl who did not eat her lunch did not get the popsicle, that was traumatic for that child. And she lived with that trauma all the way into her adult life. And the way she developed her beliefs around that trauma, being that I am not lovable, it became a stressor for her, and she had post-traumatic stress disorder. Now, that's a very difficult thing for some people to understand, But we have to look back at the fact that small children, up until about the age of six, seven, and sometimes older, depending upon the child, do not have the, quote-unquote, logical 
abilities to decide what is trauma or what is not. Their brains are still developing. They are still in that place of fight or flight because of that young brain. The whole idea is to survive. And part of the survival instinct is to get what you want when you want it. That little girl did not get what she wanted when she wanted it. She did not get that popsicle. And so for her, that was a life-threatening situation. There's other all sorts of life-threatening situations that we think are life-threatening when we are small. Now, folks, I don't want you to hear this and say, well, you know, my kids, uh, they're fine. They haven't acted out. They're, 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 they're just fine. They don't have any post-traumatic stress disorders. And they're certainly not like somebody that just is out there, way out there. And I, I can appreciate that. Hang in there with me so that you can begin to understand a little bit about what is going on to create these stresses and stressors with not only yourselves, but your children and, yes, even the unborn children. Folks, we do know And there are studies that have shown that stress, even the major post-traumatic stress, changes things at the cellular level. So that, yeah, believe it or not, post-traumatic stress disorder can be inherited. And it's kind of freakish to think about. And I'll I'll ask again. Don't don't go away thinking that. Well, you know, I don't have that problem. And knowing that stress is inheritable, think about it. What have you inherited stress wise? What did your parents inherit stress-wise? Don't let it scare you. And don't let it make you feel guilty. Because it is not your fault. And it is not anyone's fault. It is the way we were created. It is something about causing us to live and survive. Because the survival instinct is the strongest instinct any creature has been given. And when we are young, we are given that instinct to survive, 
not to logically think about that popsicle not being a survival tool. So it it really comes back down to knowing that even the smallest thing can cause trauma, which in turn causes the stress. And once again, I am going to very quickly go over what is stress, at least as how we define it. Stress basically is when our bodies respond in a fight or flight response. So we get a threat and we want to either run away from that threat or we need to fight it off. And our body puts out all sorts of hormones and chemicals to enable us to run away from that threat or to fight it off. And when we are able to run or fight, that stress, those hormones, are used up in the proper manner. However, when we are not able to run or fight, those hormones are not used up. And they float around in our body. And very simply put, that is what causes stress. Well, it's time for the break. And when I come back, I'll just get into a little bit more about why those hormones cause the stress. Don't go away. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Cancer is not something to be taken lightly, but instead of being talked at by doctors, medical providers, and others, wouldn't it be nice to hear from a host who has worked at the Cancer Coalface for 38 years as a caregiver, supporter for 14,000 patients, and who has had the experience of having a life-threatening condition herself? You will hear the stories of survivors and other people who work in breakthrough cancer medicine, navigating the cancer maze with host Grace Goller will help you with the facts, planning, and grief experienced with different forms and stages of cancer. Listen every Friday at 12 noon U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness.
You are listening to The Healing Whisper, a return to peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Hey, thanks for sticking with me. This is Dr. Marianne Chase, and I would like to mention that you can connect with me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and I have a couple of YouTube videos out there that you'd like to watch, and uh, you can find that if you just go to the Voice America webpage here and click on those various icons to connect with me, as well as you can send me an email anytime, actually, not just during the show, but anytime. We are talking about PTSD, and we will eventually get into PTSD in infants and children. I have been talking about how PTSD doesn't necessarily involve just military individuals, and it's not necessarily that massively traumatic thing that we are aware of with military individuals, but It can affect each and every one of us. Just before the break, I mentioned about how we can interpret trauma as being trauma for one person and not trauma for another. And it all has to do with the fight or flight response. And if we are able to stand there and fight or run away, the hormones that are produced by our bodies are used up and we can go back into our normal state of functioning. But if we are not able to fight or run away, those hormones, they do things like they shut down our immune system. They shut down our digestive system. They even shut down our brain, our thinking and makes us run away or makes us not run away and not fight. And if you think about it, if we're getting stress every day, all day, 24-7, if our immune system is shut down, if our gut is shut down, if our brain is shut down, we're going to get sick. So everyday fears versus unconscious fears, that's what we deal with every day. And folks, children don't have the ability up until about age six or seven to interpret events in a logical manner. So you stop. Start with your current programming. And if you're a small child, a newborn, you don't have current programming other than what was given to you by your parents. And yes, fathers, you give that programming too. That programming is achieved long before that egg 
was fertilized. How was that programming achieved? It is achieved in the memories that we have. And those memories are all over the body, through every single cell in your body. We know that through studies, and particularly uh, Dr. Bruce Lipton has shown that cellular memories exist throughout the entire cell in every single cell in the body. And that these cells can change even though it's just a wee little bit every time we have something come in as a memory. Now, when I say a word like elephant, the typed out word does not come to mind for most people because that's not the way memories work. It is the picture, the event that comes back to memory. And in real severe post-traumatic stress disorder, that is what happens to these unfortunate individuals. Those memories, those pictures come back in, in vivid, vivid, vivid movies in their minds. And when that happens, their gut shuts down, Their brain shuts down. Their thinking shuts down. They are in a flight or flight mode. Studies have also shown that people that are fighting extreme post-traumatic stress disorder, that they are not producing enough of or the proper hormones to help them in their fight or flight. Something changed at that cellular level to shut down the proper hormone production. And the studies have also shown that the children of PTSD sufferers, I'm, I'm talking about the extreme PTSD, are three to four times more likely to develop PTSD themselves, even from a minor traumatic event. So now let's, let's get into talking about children and even infants. Now that we know that the trauma from veterans that have extreme PTSD and even other individuals that have extreme PTSD because of extreme traumas have passed this disorder, actually, onto their children or the likelihood of the disorder onto their children. And it is just as likely 
a small traumatic event will be passed on to your children. Let's go back a few years into the previous century and in December of 1929, if you're familiar with American history, the stock market crashed. And actually, the Great Depression was a worldwide event. And it was a traumatic event. Although people did not physically witness others jumping out the windows in New York off Wall Street and committing suicide, they read about it. And when you read a word, you form a picture. And even though they did not physically witness those suicides, they were affected by the Great Depression. And individuals that were young at that time, before the age of six, most likely, they developed beliefs. That was the event. They either developed a belief based on truth or based on a lie. So let's just take, for example, and and I will, I'm giving away my age, I will say my mother. My mother was nine years old at the time when in December of 1929. And anybody who had a parent or a grandparent is greatly affected by that or knows about it. They hear about it. Everybody developed beliefs. And the most common belief that we understand is holding on to things, hoarding as a result because of the stress from this. And I, as a child of a parent who went through the depression used to battle all the time that hoarding, that hoarding desire. The thing that kept me from doing that was the fact that I would see my parents collecting all sorts of things for whatever reason that was unacceptable. They were acting out their post-traumatic stress. And now I know that that stress is something that I inherited. It wasn't something that I was taught. Yes, my parents would say something like, well, we would use things. We'll keep this because we might need it someday or it might be useful someday. And we saved everything. We ate all of our food. And that is a result of that stress. 
But you know what? That stress was passed to me, and I was passing that stress on to my own children. We may or may not know what fears we have passed on to our children. But it is a fascinating thought, and it is something that can actually be healed. And I'll get into that when we come back from the break. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Every day, you hear so much about different aspects of the health and wellness field. One day, you hear one thing, and the next day, you hear something that contradicts what you heard the day before. How do you know what's right? Try tuning in to The Cutting Edge of Health and Wellness today with Dr. Neil Nathan and Dr. Jacob Teitelbaum. Our goal is to educate and explore this field with guest experts in order to help you take control of your health and well-being. Listen Fridays at 2 p.m. Pacific, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Health and Wellness. How is your health? Do you want to know more about it? Every day there are new technologies, procedures, and healing techniques coming forward. To understand them, tune in to Speaking of Health with Dr. Michael Cudlis. Our guests come from different backgrounds in the fields of health and healing. We'll discuss new realities and modalities, from chiropractic to metagenics. It's all designed to improve your quality of life. Speaking of Health is heard live every Friday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time, 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. If you would like to comment or have a question about our show today, please call in to 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. If you'd rather send an email, our email address is thehealingwhisper at mindspring.com. Now back to the show. Hey, thanks and welcome back. Thanks for sticking with me. And we are talking about PTSD and uh, just before the break I was talking about how PTSD can be passed on to our children. I want to reemphasize that do not feel guilty. Do not feel that it is your fault if you have a child that is experiencing PTSD. Just realize that This is a belief that you might have developed or might have been passed on to me, to you, through your parents. So let's, let's just take some examples of children that are experiencing PTSD. And you might ask, Well, how do I know that my child has PTSD? And let's just uh, say again, we're not talking about the PTSD. That is the extreme form that people develop after extreme traumas. I'm just talking about our just everyday traumas. How do you know? 
Well, let's just say your child has an unusual fear. And I'll take for an example a friend of mine. His his little girl, when she was, well, an infant even, would just cry, cry, cry when they took out the trash. She was so extraordinarily upset by this trash going out to the curb. Now, I would call that an unusual or uncommon fear. What was this tiny girl fearful of? We don't know. We may never know. But that is not important. What is important is that she was afraid of something. Where did that fear come from? Well, maybe it came down the line because of the Great Depression. If you kind of think about it logically, maybe a grandparent who had to search through trash just to get food. Maybe that was so traumatic for that grandparent or great-grandparent that the child inherited that trauma, that fear. And that trash represented survival. Now, as the child has grown, that fear has gone away or appears to to have gone away. But we don't know that. The trick is healing that fear. Healing that unhealthy belief, which might be trash represents my survival because a great-grandparent grandparent had to have that trash to survive. How about just common fears or everyday fears? And I'm, I'm just going to go down to a fear that a lot of people have. And that is fear of snakes. Now, how would you explain a very small child being afraid of a snake the first time they ever saw that snake? You can't explain it logically other than the parents had that fear. And maybe the parents never said anything to the child to the effect of, you need to be afraid of snakes. I read a story once of a a preacher whose three-year-old son 
was playing with the snake because it was his friend, or as the preacher wrote in his book, my friend, not an R but a W. (laughs) That child did not have a fear of snakes. Unfortunately, the snake was a venomous uh, rattlesnake. What makes one child afraid and not another? Maybe, just maybe, it is the fears that the parents passed on to the child. The child that was afraid of having the trash taken out, that was a very stressful fear. And it may still be a stressful thing sitting in the bottom of her cellular memories. What do fears do? They cause stress because fear causes that fight or flight response. And as I have spoken about in my shows, several of my shows, that when we have a unhealthy belief, now fear of snakes can be a very healthy belief, unless of course you're a herpetologist that works with snakes, But some fears are not healthy, like fear of taking out the trash. And those fears will keep us from being healthy. Because what happens when you have an event that comes in, you interpret the event either based on a lie or on the truth. And if you base it on the truth, you experience it love. And if you base it on a lie, you will experience fear. And all the rest of your decisions in life will either be based in love or in fear. And my purpose of my show today is to teach you how to heal those unhealthy beliefs and fears, yes, even in your children and even in your unborn children. And it it is a very interesting thought, and some people have a hard time understanding this, and yeah, I I can appreciate that. Because this is mind-bending, that if you heal your own fears you will begin to heal the fears of your children or even the fears of your children to come. And grandparents and great-grandparents out there, if you heal your fears and your stresses and your traumas, you will heal your children your grandchildren, and your great-grandchildren to come. That's the way energy works. It is a law of the universe, shall we say. It is a law of energy that what you put out there, you get back. 
And in Newtonian physics, we know it as for every action, there is a reaction. But in the laws of quantum physics, which is dealing with the energies, it is the same thing for every action of love, the energy of love, you will get back the reaction of love. And if you put out fear, you get back fear. And I could go on and on and on with all sorts of words to talk about how to get this taken care of. Now, there are many, many ways that uh, traumas have been treated. And these are significant traumas. Things like surviving a, a war or survivors of the Holocaust or any of a number of other survivors, even the traumas of even just viewing the collapse of the towers here in the United States in 9-11. The traditional ways of treating these traumas have to do with talk therapy and in small children, play therapy. And those do work to an extent. However, the things that work to a great extent are those energy modalities, those energy therapies. Things like EFT or emotional freedom technique or tapping. Things like meditations. Things like prayer. Yes, prayer is an energy modality. And things like the healing codes. And that's what I teach, are how to use the healing codes to heal. If you would like to learn about the healing codes, if you don't already have the healing code book written by Dr. Alex Lloyd, that's spelled L-O-Y-D, not two L's, get the book. Learn the healing code. You can go to my website and get more information about the healing codes. That's thehealingwhisper.com. When we come back from the break, I'm going to go through a specific healing code that you can use for yourself, for your loved ones in the past, as well as loved ones to come to heal, and to remove the PTSD. Don't go away. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Are you struggling with loss in your life? Whether it's grief, personal healing, or serious life changes that you are dealing with, tune in to Voices for Healing with host Kathy Roberts. Everything that happens to us teaches us 
and gives us hope and possibility. Kathy and her guest experts will bring you the tools that you need to start the healing process. There are so many ways to transform loss. Where can we take you? Listen every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. If you have cancer, there are a lot of questions that need to be answered. While many medical professionals can give us some of the answers, there are many more unanswered questions that can't always be answered to our satisfaction. Listen for Cancer Concepts and Compliments with Dr. James Belanger. We'll discuss the tests, the compromised immune system, how cancer grows, and what natural medicines could be added to conventional therapies that may help keep it at bay. Cancer Concepts and Compliments airs live every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Eastern Time, 6 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. are listening to the healing whisper a return to peace if you would like to comment or have a question about our show today please call in to 1-866-472-5792 that's 1-866-472-5792 if you'd rather send an email our email address is the healing whisper at mindspring.com now back to the show Hey, welcome back, and thanks for sticking with me. We are talking about PTSD and healing from PTSD. I'm not necessarily talking about the extreme PTSD, PTSD, but I could be. And the healing code method that I am going to give you will work. It can work for yourself, it can work for your loved ones, it can work for your loved ones yet to be born. The first thing that you need to do is discover the source of that PTSD. It may be a very simple thing. You may have been in an accident, or you may have been in war. Or you may have been assaulted. It may be very simple to discover that. Or it may be impossible. You may have no clue. Like the child I mentioned that was afraid of having the trash taken out. No clue as to why that fear was there. But it was. It's not actually extraordinarily important to know what the source of the fear is. Because if it is generational, let's just say, for example, you are of Native American heritage and you had someone that survived wounded knee. Those stresses of that horror have been passed down. But it isn't important that you know exactly what that heritage is. What we will be doing are healing codes for fear. Now, what the healing codes are, if you are not familiar with them, are positioning the hands at four different healing locations around the head and neck. 
those healing locations are the bridge of the nose, like that area between your eyebrows, the temples, that area between the edge of your eyebrows and your ears, the jaw, which is the part below your earlobe before the jaw curves towards the chin, and then the final position is the Adam's apple. And, well, I think we all know where the Adam's apple is. I hope we all do. And the way positioning your hands, pointing your fingers towards one of these four locations works is by canceling out the negative energies using your hands. And uh, this is explained in greater detail in the book, The Healing Code, as well as in other Healing Code uh, materials. So we will be doing a code for fear. If you know the source of the fear, that's great. If you do not, it's not important. The first thing that you will be doing is saying a prayer or a request. And here is a simple prayer. And if you are able to write it down, great. If you are not able to write it down, say you're driving or whatever, uh, please either pull aside to write it down or come back to the show later when it is posted online. Listen again so that you can write this down. And here is the prayer. That all fear, no matter its source, be removed even at the cellular level, and it is replaced with love and light. Also pray that the healing be gentle and easy. Say this prayer from your heart. And I think you know what I mean by your heart. It's that heart that I love you with all my heart, heart, not the beating heart. Say this prayer, say this request from your heart. Now here is the healing code. You will do this code for a duration of six minutes. You will do it three times a day. Each time you do the code, It's for six minutes. And folks, don't worry if you can't get it done three times a day. The important thing is that you do the code and that you pray from your heart that the fear will be removed. Do this code or series of codes for as long as you need until the stress seems to go away. And if you're doing it for a child or an infant, the stress will appear, or the child will appear to be acting what we consider normal. Here is the code. The first hand position will be pointing both hands to the bridge of your nose. The second hand position is pointing both hands 
to the Adam's apple. The third hand position is pointing both hands to the jaw. And the final hand position is pointing both hands to the temple. The temple on each side. So your left hand goes to the left temple, the right hand to the right temple. You'll hold each hand position for about 30 seconds and cycle through for the total of six minutes. While you are holding the hand positions, keep a picture in your mind of love or make this statement. The truth, love, and light is flooding And whoever you are doing the code for, if you're doing it for yourself, say the truth, love, and light is flooding me. If you're doing it for your child or your child to come or somebody in the past, which, by the way, heals you, say that name. Or say it and keep it a picture of love. When you've finished with the code, Say a quick prayer or request to release this code in love and light to that person you are doing the code for. It's a very simple thing to do. It's also a very simple thing not to do. And folks, the only way to do it wrong is not to do it at all. So if you can only manage it once a day, then great, do it. Just do it though. Well, the time for the show has come close to an end way, way, way too soon. I want to remind you that you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and YouTube. And my YouTube video I have shows how to hold the hands and the hand positions. So if you're a little confused, go and check that video out. Just a reminder, you can email me any time of the day. I won't answer any time of the day, but you can email me anytime. You can also, if you're stuck having troubles with codes or healing, I do have coaching, personal coaching, and you can go to my website to find out more about that. And in closing, I want to remind you that the wise man Solomon said to guard your heart. And that is the I love you with all my heart. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything that you do flows from that heart. So folks, until next week, blessings. Thank you again for taking the advice of your heart and tuning in to The Healing Whisper, A Return to Peace. Please join your host, Dr. Marianne Chase, again next Friday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. We hope to talk to you again next week. Mm